Did you know the goal of hospice is to provide you with quality of life at the end of your life? Today, Barbara shares information about the various levels of care, and that in most cases, there's a hundred percent chance of no out of cost to Medicare age recipients. She also shares a great tip on how we can begin to have that painful death conversation with loved ones. So please stick around and enjoy the show. Welcome, my friends, to another episode of Coffee with Tea. I'm your host, Tanya Tyler, and I'm excited because we're going to talk a little bit about hospice care and how it affects the African-American community. I am talking to the CEO and founder of Braddock Nurse Consulting, Legal, uh, I'm sorry, Braddock Legal Nurse Consulting, please forgive me, Miss um, Barbara Gaynor. So Miss Barbara, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful, wonderful. How are you dealing with all this reopening and this COVID-19? You know, it's been a peaceful time for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not in the whole hoopla of everything. And I'm just, I'm taking this time to reconnect with me and to, you know, further my business. And of course, um, working with uh, hospice. I do triage nursing at this time. So, yeah. Right, right. Oh, I know with dealing with the hospice, I know that's a very, um, I guess, very loving type service that you're dealing with. So, basically, how did you get into hospice care? I mean, that's kind of like a, a really sensitive type matter. How did you get into that? Wow. Um, Back in 2009, I decided I just could not do hospital anymore. And I wanted to find something that would make me connect with, you know, with patients one-on-one. And I was just led to do hospice. And at the time, I was doing um, admissions. So going to the hospitals, going to nursing homes, going to homes, to see the family and the patient, talk to them about the services, and then bring them on to the program. I have to say hospice is really a ministry. You, It's not for the faint of heart because you do get entwined um, with family and with the patient, but you also have to know where to put those boundaries. Now, hospice is something that um, a lot of our community does not really know about um, or because of the way we are culturally, um, you know, we think we should do it all by ourselves. So a little bit about hospice. Uh, Hospice is under Medicare. It's 100% no out-of-pocket cost to you if you are Medicare age. A lot of private insurances do cover hospice also. You'd have to check with your provider. Sometimes it's 80-20 or whatever. But the goal basically of hospice is to have you have quality of life at the end of life. 
We don't come in and tell you, well, stop all your meds and we're just going to give you this kind of medication and you'll have a peaceful bye-bye and you'll be done. That's not what it is about. Truly Hospice is um, working with the family, working with the patient. It's a collaborative event. Um, your primary doctor is also in on it unless they determine they're just going to turn everything over to the hospice doctor. Uh, with hospice, you will have the medical director. You'll have a case nurse who will be visiting you. You can have a chaplain if you don't have any spiritual support. You have a social worker that can guide you through, you know, making funeral arrangements, um, getting insurance things together. Not that they will actually do it, but they can give you guidelines as to how it will be. In hospice, we can't recommend things, I mean, certain things, um, but we can kind of give you a guideline and you, you make that ultimate decision. Um, then you have an aide uh, that can come out and do the patient care and everything. You also, on the hospice, your medications for what we bring you on uh, as is covered. Um, music therapy, pet therapy, if you want that. But the goal basically is to have you not feel alone and that you're, you know, in this all by yourself. Now, a lot of people think hospice is that you'll have a nurse 24 seven in the home, but that's not the case. There are different levels of hospice. So you'll have routine care. Routine care is when there's a nurse, you're at home or you're in a nursing home, wherever it is that you live, okay? You will have a nurse that can come out twice a week. You have your aide that's and chaplain, the whole team, the disciplinary team that comes out to uh, be with you. Then you have a level called GIP, which stands for general inpatient. There are some hospice companies that have um, this kind of setup. And that's where they would take you for symptom management. So for instance, you're in the hospital, hospital says they can't do anything for you, but you need somewhere to transition before you really get home. So going into the general inpatient unit, the nurses and the doctors there can stabilize you as best as possible with the goal always to getting you home because a lot of people just wanna die at home. Sometimes that's not possible because the patient is too frail to move. And so we, you know, we talk with the family and it is a collaborative decision. Yes, it is okay for them to stay or no, do whatever you can to get them home. That's where we want them. So you go home, you still have a symptom to manage. And so we have what we call continuous care. And continuous care is where you have a nurse at bedside, two shifts usually from 7P to 7A and 7A to 7P. And that nurse um, is there caring for the patient, 
turning, giving medications. If the person wants to eat, help them with that, you know, that sort of thing. But we're managing a symptom, say pain, nausea, vomiting, fever, um, with the goal to getting you to that point where you say, okay, I can do this myself. And the family's like, yeah, we're, we've got this. Um, that's one, uh, one, that's one other level. Um, the other level is, um, let's see. So yeah, this, those are three levels that you have. The, the, um, the routine, the continuous care and the inpatient, you have those, those three levels of care. So you're okay with that. Now with our, um, the company that I work with, we have one more level, which is unique and that we call that bedside presence because the founder of that hospice believes that no one should die alone. And so that is not covered under, under um, Medicare. It's not covered under your, your, regular, uh, your regular insurance. It's something that, that the company takes on to themselves. So that's their own expense. So, wow. yeah, so that's, that's, a very, that's a very good, good level today. Um, a lot of people shy away from hospice because they have the dreaded morphine. <laughs> uh, to address that, um, the amount of morphine that is given is like a drop, a small drop. The goal of the morphine is to help to alleviate pain and to help you with breathing so that you are comfortable. It's not meant to snow you. It's not meant to put you into a coma state so that you never wake up. Some people and some families don't want their loved ones to have it, which in my opinion is very selfish. <laughs> but again, it's their decision um, until we can kind of show them the benefits of having it. So the goal is if you're having a pain level of say 10 out of one, um, we go and we say, okay, fine, let's give you one drop. And you go, okay, I'm fine. And I'm talking to you and I'm okay. I may nod off because that's one of the effects of the medication. The effect of the medication is to relax you to the point where you're not overextending yourself with breathing and anxiety and that sort of thing. Now, you get it, you can, the, the range of it depends on your symptom and nurses can't just up the medication themselves. They have to have a doctor's order in order to give that medication and in order to change the dosage either up or down. That also is a collaborative effort with family because some families like, no, I don't want it. Uh, I don't want them to have it. And, you know, still, that's still a conversation. So it's always teaching, always trying to get them to understand where they are and to say, put yourself in your loved one's shoe. Would you want, you know, to be in pain and moaning and groaning and not being because somebody else says you can't, you, you know, you're depriving them. 
And so sometimes that kind of, well, no, I don't want them to suffer. Well, then what do you want to do about it? So you have that conversation with people, you know, some people are very adamant. There is no way um, that happens. There is a lot of family dynamics. Um, I had the misfortune and very heart-wrenching experience where there was a family. Um, the father was not very nice and they had him in hospice. The daughters said, no, we don't want him to have any pain medication. Mm. And you're like, well, can we give him a Tylenol, a Tylenol suppository? Can we, you know, no. We can't go against their wishes. Um, we had the conversation until one of the, I think it was four children had the sense to say, okay, he can get the medication, but every six hours, <laughs> you're like, well, hey, it's a start. <laughs> right. Needless to say, that was a very horrid death. Um, the family was relieved because they thought that he would have gone a long time ago for the sins that he committed, you know, but for us as hospice nurses, it's like, it's not for us to judge, <laughs> right, right, right. you know, so um, that was one. Um, but for us as, as, as the African community, our culture is that we are always taking care of our, our loved ones. Hospice is just a supplement to you, to help you during that time. Let you be that husband, that wife, that daughter, that son, that grandchild, you know, and it's not only just dealing with the patient itself, it's everybody. So if they're grandchildren and so we would recommend counseling for them so that they can um, learn to understand what's happening with their loved one and, you know, get them, get them to that place. We are resistant to it. Um, and I think it's because of lack of knowledge. Mm. That is the main, the main reason. A lot of us don't know that hospice is out there, that mom can get it, you know. So I would really and truly encourage our African community and even the Hispanic community, um, communities of minority at this point, to really and truly look into, you know, when the doctors say there's really nothing else to do, um, you know, seek out that help. There are, there are so many hospice companies in, um, in Cincinnati and you can interview anyone that suits and fits your need. Hospice is a 24 hour service. So when your regular nurse goes away at five o'clock, there are the night nurses, we call them the on-call nurses uh, that work. Uh, the family would call our triage department. The nurse would ask certain questions and then dispatch a nurse to where you are to help you, you know, with whatever is going on. So there is help there. 
And I always encourage when I did um, triage, you know, if you have a question at four o'clock in the morning, you know, call, you know, it's, it's not a problem to call to ask a question because you don't know certain things or you're questioning this or you want more information. Nurses have that information ready and available always. I have a question for you, Miss Barbara. Mm -hmm. um, when you're like going forward with this and you're thinking, you know, I'm like, I, you know, I'm thinking I'm young and stuff like that. But when would, when would be an ideal conversation to start talking about this kind of stuff, to plan for this kind of stuff? Planning for this kind of stuff is as soon as possible. So take, for instance, you are myself. I would not really like to be the one to suffer. And so if a doctor says, hey, um, we can perform this procedure and we can do this procedure, and then knowing very well that my odds of coming out of it are slim to none, then don't do it call in hospice, tell the doctor, okay, can I have a hospice referral? Um, you can even at this point, um, you know, if someone is sick in your family, to go ahead and tell your, your primary doctor that you would like to have a, a hospice consult or just an informational. You can call um, the different hospice companies and just tell them you want an informational um, consult. And that is when the nurse will come out and talk to you about the different services that they, they offer. And so you have that information so that when you're ready, you have this on hand. There is um, on the website, um, it's called Death, Death After Dinner. I think that's the name of it. But it's a conversation. A lot of families don't like to have that death conversation. And so this website set up by a gentleman, um, he sets out questionnaires. And say you have your family over, you give everybody a piece of paper and you say, fill this out. And that starts the conversation. You know, some people say, I don't want to talk about this though, and that you're inviting death to come in. Well, no, that's not true. <laughs> I'm telling you, that this is a, the information you need so that in the event of you are aware of what my wishes are and, you know, or I'm aware of what your wishes are because, I mean, nobody knows the when, the how, the why, or anything like that. But if you have the knowledge of what's going on, you can make better informed decisions. Right, right. I think, like I said, I know how it is because a lot of people don't want to talk about it. So, but it's like inevitable. Ain't nobody, nobody's got out of here live yet, as far as I know. So, you're going to have Absolutely. to have a Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, let's talk a little bit about your business. You did yes. the Brad Legal Nurse Consulting. So, how did that uh, come about? Okay. So, that came about also with me going, huh? There's something else I can do with my degrees, some more teaching that I can offer. And so in 2015, I um, did um, the course uh, to be certified to do uh, legal nurse consulting. And what that is basically is working with attorneys, uh, helping them to 
um, go through cases, see where it is that, you know, we can, we can help them to understand what's in the medical jargon. Uh, we can set up reports for them, give them a summary of what's happening. We work with medical malpractice lawyers. We work with um, personal injury, criminal, mass torts. We work with, um, oh God, we can work with insurance companies. Anything that has to do with medical records, anything that has to do with someone, you know, thinking that they may have a case uh, because they were injured. Uh, an attorney would get in touch with one of us as a legal nurse consultant and ask for us to review the case to see if this is something that is meritorious or not. The beauty about legal nurse consultants is that we are able to save the attorney both time and money because attorneys don't, don't have a lot of time and they love to save money. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, right. Yes, 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 yes. So we are able to do that for them and we can help them from the beginning of the case all the way up to trial. Um, we, we can help with deposition questions. We can help with um, finding experts for them because there are about, hmm, I would say between three to 4,000 legal nurse consultants in the United States and there are about 1.8, 1.9 million attorneys in the right. United States. <laughs> wow. Wow. So there, 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 is, there is a need for us to help them. A lot of them say, no, they'll have their paralegal do it, but their paralegals weren't taught or are trained in medicine. Mm -hmm. and understanding what procedures and by the time they google something and stuff i can have already told you what's going on <laughs> right, right, right. you know um and some attorneys will go ahead and hire a doctor to review and a doctor will charge them six thousand dollars to review 500 pages well and tell you yeah maybe maybe not you know um they will never divulge uh, they're under that good boy, good fellow uh, society where they won't snitch on each other, you know. Um, not that nurses do snitch on each other, but we do follow standards of care. You have to follow the standards of care. And if you deviate from that, then there are consequences for that sort of situation. So that's where, you know, a legal nurse can explain to an attorney, okay, this is what a prudent person, a prudent nurse in this situation should have done. And this is what was done. So what's the story, wow. you know? And um, a lot of attorneys say, hmm, and things that we, they don't think about, we tell them. And they go, oh, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ms. Barbara. I can't believe our time is just about out. So we're, we're just like touching just the outskirts of the information that you have. So I would love to have you come back if you, if you're willing to come back. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would love to. And I also want to say, um, where can people find more information about the things that you do in your services? Okay. So I do have a website. It's called Braddock Legal Nurse Consulting. And on that website, 
there is, you know, everything about me and the services that I offer and they can just um, click on, on there. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. And Ms. Barbara, what's the one thing you want to leave the audience with? The one thing I'd like to leave the audience with, with regards to hospice is think about it, learn about it, and don't think you have to go through the process of end of life alone, that there is support for you out there and you just have to ask for, you know, just, just find out what it is. It's just like if you wanted to buy a car, you would research it. So research the hospice and see what's going on. And for the attorneys, get in touch with a legal nurse consultant because we, we are experts in our field um, and there's more than one of us out there. Well, again, thank you for being here. It really was a pleasure. And I learned thank a you. Great. Thank you. Appreciate it. And also for those who are tuning in and watching us, feedback is always welcome. Please email us if you have any guests or show ideas. All the links that Barbara has mentioned will be posted in the comments. Best thing you can do for us is like, share, and subscribe. And please remember, take things in stride, go with the flow, and create your own path. And again, thank you for tuning into this episode of Coffee with Tea, and I will see you next time. Question of the day. What was one of your takeaways from today's show? Post your answers in the comments.